Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Austin Tea Party. Uh, I'm super excited because we have our really good friend, Faith Kohler, here with us. Hey, Faith. Hey. I'm also still here. This is Ian. She's <laughs> uh, been doing... superseded by me. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Ian's like way in the back. Uh, yeah, well, we... We're sorry that it took us so long to get her on the show, but she flew down just for the podcast. Yep, nothing else. <laughs> Zero else. Uh, and we're super excited to have her. Um, she also brought some really good tea for all of you who are accusing us of not drinking tea on the show. This one's <laughs> possibly fairly. <laughs> fair, fair assessment. Uh, Faith, what's the name of the tea? This is North Tea. Nice. It is... Bought straight from our favorite place in Bend, Oregon, Jackson's mm. Corner. Shout, Shout out to out. you, Hannah. You hooked me up with this tea when there Hannah. was no more inventory in the house. Really? Wait, for this? Like, that's how you got it? I told here? her I need it for my friends. I'm going to Austin tomorrow. And she made it happen. Dang. Wow. That's Dang. super cool. Yeah. We, we still have uh, sponsor spots left. Yeah. Jackson Hall, if you guys want to jump on that. Jackson's Corner. Jackson's Corner. <laughs> Jackson's Hall. It's a real place. As I was saying it, I was like, I'm not sure this is right. You guys uh, went there. We took you there in July. Oh, is that? That's yeah. Jackson's Hole. Nice. Jackson's Hole. <laughs> Jackson's Hole is something else. <laughs> Completely. Uh, very different. Nice. Well, the tea is really good. I just finished it. It is very good. Y'all should try it. It's also my first loose leaf tea that I've ever drank. We didn't have a loose leaf tea diffuser infuser so we sort of made do with a coffee filter and a portable system and yeah it was great very makeshift but mm -hmm. it worked um yeah so we we have a lot that we don't really know exactly where this episode is going to go but we're really excited because faith is one of our really good friends for all, i guess all of you that don't know faith um and I and Ian know each other from high school, um, and we just go really way. We go way back, and there's just a lot of really rich history with the friendship. And we were really excited to bring her on, just because I don't know. There's just a lot of good conversations that we've had over the years that um, have really like helped me. And I don't know. It's just she's a really awesome person, and she asks really good questions. And kind of related to what we're going to talk about today is kind of something that she's really good at. Um, Ian, do you want to introduce the topic? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so uh, Faith here, our good friend Faith, she just raised her glass. You can see that, but she did. Yeah, it's Clint um, Ooh, there you go. Hey. hey. Cheers, buddy. Uh, so she, I, at least I have always looked up to Faith as probably the best conversationalist that I know. Hmm. Um, and I think other people wow. would say the same. Would you say, I mean, something similar? Maybe yeah, I best, think but. probably the one thing that people like remember from interacting with her is probably just that she was very attentive and like very engaged and asked really good questions. Like, I think it's notable. I think that people remember talking to you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's very rare. Um, I don't necessarily know why that's rare, but it, it feels rare just in our day-to-day -day interaction with people. Like there's just not a lot of intentionality with um, interacting with each other. And it's cool that you get to do that 
And I, I don't know. I mean, we've always said that for years, that that's kind of your, one of your traits that's mm. really encouraged us and really helped us. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I've learned a lot just from talking to you like over the years and just kind of like seeing how you talk to other people. What do you think about that? Do you feel like yeah. that's a weird, like, do you feel weird when people say that you're good at talking or are you like, what's, it's not a big deal. Like everyone just needs to grow up and ask good questions. <laughs> yeah. It's like, is it, what, everybody else like, is what just is, really dumb. What is your reaction when you hear that? Um, I think that I did start to notice at some point, maybe in, in college that I had a different way of conversing than than most people that I knew like I would leave a conversation and feel like um I learned a lot about someone else but like they didn't really know me very much better mm. um mm. and I I think somewhere along the way actually uh Taylor another one of our related friends I think was really helpful to me in figuring out that um like I previously started to become a little bit concerned like maybe other people just don't care about me like as much as I care about them but she can help me see that some people um they ask questions because they care but some people also don't ask questions um because they care sort of out of respect hmm. like that they just expect you to tell them something if you want them to know mm. and they don't want to violate your privacy by asking you a question um, that you might not want to answer. So that was definitely a good, a good step forward. But now I just know that I, I prefer having conversation that involves a lot of questions um, on both sides. Um, I think my dad taught me a lot about that. Shout out to you, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Mikey. Little Mikey. <laughs> um, Maybe we'll have him on here one day. Yes. That would be, <laughs> that that, would be a good there's time. There's all sorts of things we could talk yeah. about. Maybe investing. Yeah. Baldness. Quitting jobs. <laughs> Cars. Yeah. Cars. Um, yeah, but I've definitely, I've gotten that feedback a lot that I'm, that I'm a good question asker. Hmm. So, but sometimes I don't really, I don't really know why because it just comes naturally. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. So do you think it just comes back to you asking good questions? Like, do you think that's pretty much all of it? Yeah. I think there's an art to asking questions. Wait, real mm. quick. Did you, are we, did we say what we're talking about? Is this, is this pod about the art of conversation or is it how to ask good questions? Uh, it's conversation. Okay. Mm. But I mean, that could also be, that's the topic. Mm -hmm. that okay. Carry on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. I think there's, I think there's an art to having a good conversation that does involve good questions, but I think the best questions are born out of good listening. Mm -hmm. What, what do they, you guys mm, think? What do, well, okay. They, what do they call that? Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Damn. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> so good what have y'all heard the term active listening yeah mm -hmm. what does that mean to y'all i'll let faith go first <laughs> um to me active listening is engaging your whole mind in what the other person is saying 
and focusing your attention just on them, not on yourself or what you have to say back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, I think active listening um, involves like <clears throat> thinking about how to, how to care for that person and also how to make that conversation just a good experience for the other person um, versus passive listening, which is like you're just thinking about something else or you're thinking about uh, yourself or you're thinking about when is this conversation going to end <laughs> or something like that. Like active, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> active listening is like uh, – you're focused on that person and you're only thinking about interacting with them and like their experience. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I was, uh, I almost brought this up at work the other day for some reason. I don't remember exactly why, but, and so I was thinking about trying to define active listening. And I think I came to something similar where it's, you're kind of just listening to somebody the way that you would want somebody to listen to you mm-hmm. if you were talking. So the things that you would want people to ask questions about, that's what you try to listen for. Like those mm-hmm. little hints that people mm-hmm. kind of drop that mm-hmm. like could lead into something else. Mm-hmm. But then if you don't ask those questions, it's just like a complete dead end of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think it is that, uh, stands out about maybe how I ask questions or how I have conversation. You ask open-ended questions. So you, instead of, well, so if I were to say, if you were to ask me an initial, like, Hey, how are you? And my answer would be, I'm good. This is happening in my life. I think you're good at following up insane like instead of just kind of letting that be the answer in the end you're you like want to explore the why mm-hmm. maybe behind that so you you ask good follow-up questions that kind of explore a little bit deeper so it's like how does that make you feel the what like why did you react that way like what do you think that says about whatever is going on um so maybe the the, the, the quick answer, I guess, is like you ask good follow-up questions that are like a little bit more. Each each step is like more refined, mm-hmm. more more focused. Um, not necessarily, not really sure what focus on, but it's it seems like you're you're trying to get a, a deeper like motivation or a deeper emotion um, that most people probably don't really care to really explore. I don't know. Yeah, I think I go into pretty much every conversation, even if it's with like a cashier or something, like a at a like a passing, a Some quick thing. Peasant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Just a joke for all our yeah. cashier listeners out there. We love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I never like you guys, peasants. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Every conversation I have, I think the activity of the active listening is getting to know them just Mm. who they are Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a worthy Mm. endeavor like it's a worthy use of my time and anyone that happens to be in my path that i end up having a conversation with that uh 
there's a reason or, there, or there's a worthy reason to like, get to know that person. Mm-hmm. So I just devote whatever focus or attention or energy I have at that moment to just understanding them. Why do you, why do you think you have that? Like, where does that desire come from to like know someone? Like, was that some of the way y'all were raised? Was it like your parents told you like, Hey, you should care. Like why, I mean, why do you, why do you view it that way? I think I'm just really fascinated by the fact that every single person is, I, I deeply believe that they're an eternal soul. Like they have, a profoundly meaningful existence like their life was given to them hmm. you know and they are going to their their soul just is, is important and it matters yeah like i don't see them as peasants or like robots i don't either, either. i, I, <laughs> I definitely don't. don't either i know you don't but that's like the absolute <laughs> opposite of what it is it's like i don't i don't see any person that I come across as just like a, a thing. Like I, it's always been really fascinating to me that they have a being and a soul that mm. I just want, yeah, like I want to know what it is. Hmm. So I think part of it's my curiosity. Like that's part of my personality. I'm just curious. But part of it's kind of my worldview that people are yeah. eternal and important. Hmm. So how do you think you actually get to that? Because I would say sometimes I feel that way. And then I try to ask good questions, but it's like, I feel like a lot of times it doesn't seem like it goes anywhere. Like sometimes it will, Mm -hmm. but then sometimes it's like, I feel like I'm really trying (laughs) and they're just like, yep, good. (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you can only do so much. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Like, how do I get deeper? Yeah. How do you, how do you lead the conversation into those actual deep things because we know that everybody has stuff going on but everybody most people kind of operate at the surface level right and so how do you get under that yeah the snorkelers (laughs) into that deep sea diving yeah (laughs) Mm, that that's where i feel like the art comes in yeah Mm -hmm. it's like and the listening so even when i ask someone like hey how's your day going um, whatever they say back, I'm listening for something that will give me a clue about mm-hmm. like what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. And usually there is, there's something to grasp onto. Like even if someone kind of shrugs and they're like, I'm fine. Then I'll be like, you know, has, it been, like, a, has it been a slow I'm, day? I'm glad your day was good. Right. <laughs> uh great. no see, i don't usually <laughs> stop there that's, that's, that's the thing i dig deeper I'm like, oh okay. i'm like yeah. so that makes sense are you grumpy right now because it's been like a really slow day or i don't see the are you grumpy part but yeah, if, that's, yeah, yeah. if i'm picking up on that they're grumpy i like suggest some reason that they might be grumpy in sort of mm. like a lighthearted way and then mm. a lot of times they'll be like yes that is what it is or they'll be like no it's not that but it's this hmm. or if i ask someone like hey how's work going and they're like it's fine, and they shrug their shoulders. I'm like, huh? Are is are you shrugging your shoulders because like you're you're pretty bored at work right now? Like, are you thinking about something else that you might be wanting wanting to do? So part of it's like my imagination starts running of mm-hmm. what could be going on in their inner world, There's and then I'll suggest person. something in such a way that they would feel free to say like, either yes, that's what it is, or no, it's not that; it's something else. Hmm. Like one of my favorite things to do is to 
um, suggest something that's kind of extreme. So mm. if someone, if I start out the conversation like, oh, what do you do for work? And then they tell me about their job. I imagine in my mind that they are just pumped about it, like that they love their job. And so I'll be like, man, that sounds so cool. Do you love that? And it's extreme, but it gives mm. them a chance to say either <laughs> – like, yeah, I do. I do really love it. And it gives them like the space to expound on why they love their job or yeah. they hesitate. And they're like, well, like it. I wouldn't say I love it because of this and this. Hmm. So that's, that's like the extreme thing is like one of my dig, my dig tools or, on my shovels. No, that's pretty good. Or they don't hmm. offer any lower level affection. They just say they feel really insecure and they're like, no, I don't. And yeah. then it's really awkward. And how do you go from there? Because ultimately, I don't think mm. everybody is going to come back with like, no, I don't love it. But like, I, I think the common answer is like, well, it pays the bills. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a like, how do you press into that to get a, a more, not necessarily like genuine answer, but more telling of who they are and like where they want to go. Other than just straight up um, asking them, like, where do you want to go? Yeah. Sometimes I do <laughs> All that. right, look. Depends on how much time I have. Can I cut to the chase here? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think if someone was like, oh, it pays the bills, I I would try to figure out from how they said that if they were, like, really frustrated, mildly frustrated, or just, like, cruising. Yeah. And I don't know. Cruising. I think it takes some tenacity. Like, I have a... I have a drive to get to, to get to know someone and like dig deeper that I think I'm willing to push past also an awkward point in the conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder I actually, important. does it make you guys feel uncomfortable sometimes when you're next to me and I'm asking someone else questions? Do you ever since that moment when oh, you're like, wow, well, faith, that was like an awkward question to ask. I think I sense it, but I, I trust you. <laughs> so I know. Also, you're not asking me. I don't mind watching Pete having like other people <laughs> have awkward yeah, or just having awkward conversations. I just don't want to uh, be a part of it. But I don't think it comes off as super awkward. No, I do know. Wait, I, I have something to come back to. Somewhat recently, you met someone that I really wanted you to meet. And <laughs> like I was I, for a split second, I was like, this might be really bad <laughs> who was it just someone. Just someone. and i was i just know that you don't ever feel awkward and a lot of people do and so i was i was just aware of like your tenacity to like ask real questions <clears throat> that I, I ultimately wouldn't be bad to have asked and like be talked about but it's just one of those things where there's nothing off the table. And so it's like, oh gosh, like it can be pretty intense <laughs> for was, someone who's like just casually meeting you. And I was brave of you to let me meet that person. Well, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> it doesn't, that, it, but it's like you answering your question of whether or not, um, whether we feel awkward, like standing next to you. It's like generally no, but there is kind of a, a but sometimes a, yes. But sometimes, sometimes yes. 100%. <laughs> Uh, but it's good. And I think at the end, I like trust you kind of what Ian said, like, I trust mm-hmm. your heart and I trust that like, even if it does get awkward, you're like really good about pulling it out of the trenches and like making a light joke and, and kind of making it fun. And you know, it's, it, yeah. 
I think it doesn't make me awkward because I think I like admire it and I wish I did that more. I wish I did it better. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I see you do that, I'm like, yeah, like face really going for it. That's cool. (laughs) And also going back to what you said earlier, I really like the idea of you kind of jumping to an extreme, especially in kind of like a, like a fun, like a playful way, I guess, because I think it does kind of open up the conversation Because if you kind of keep the conversation at like a monotone, just Mm -hmm. like, how's your day? Great. You know, know, it's like, okay, there's not really like somebody has to kind of open that up first. And so I feel like you doing that, you being the first one to kind of step out and like give it, give the conversation bigger boundaries. It does let them kind of go deeper either in a good way or a bad way without feeling uncomfortable because they don't feel like they just did it you know out of nowhere like you kind of already opened up Mm -hmm. that door Mm -hmm. and you're kind of saying yeah feel free to go here because i'm actually listening to Mm -hmm. it yeah but i think that's really good okay here's the question do you think people actually want to talk about their life 100 percent. 100 percent. i think okay i guess i could i could back it off a little bit we're talking 99%. about 99%. Travis Gerhardt. Ooh. No, Travis Gerhardt, even him. Shout out, Trav. Trav. Big Trav. Big Trav. We love you. I think everyone. That's not a dig. I was just, I was just making a joke. So. I think that everyone has a burning desire to be known. Well, even that's if true. that's buried under layers and layers of okay. self protectiveness. Okay. Hmm. I think everyone wants to be understood. I guess my question is, do you think everyone is just one perfect question away from like, yeah, like spilling their guts? No, I don't think that it's always appropriate to dig. Okay. Like give, a, give an example of when it wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> um, That's not a fair question. <laughs> no, it's fair. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking, I feel like there's a lot of like. I think, yeah, I think th- I think that I have some, I have some tenacity and some some guts and maybe like some awkwardness tolerance that other people don't have to get like go into conversations mo- with more intensity, perhaps or like ask questions with more intensity than other people. But I also really hope and strive to be emotionally intelligent enough that if I'm talking to someone who really doesn't want to talk and that's not what they need, they don't they don't need to be asked questions or they mm, yeah. Um, yeah, like they don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to be vulnerable with me because I'm not the right person that I would uh, like notice that and back off. Yeah. And I, th- I think that I'm like, like decently good at doing that. Um, I like hope and pray that I would always be getting better at that. Um, but yeah, I also try to like notice if someone's really, really getting like self-protective in a conversation and make a joke or like talk like shift shift it talking about myself and like give them an out Mm -hmm. no that's a good idea like i I try to like create yeah like create like some different ways that it could go Mm -hmm. interesting um yeah like if i was at a party but then it came up that like someone's friend had just died and i could tell they were getting sad and i i already knew that that situation was going on in their life yeah i think it would be more like loving and considerate perhaps to like talk about talk about myself or talk about somebody else talk about something neutral yeah just not dig into that mm -hmm. not be like why are you so sad right now (laughs) yeah 
So there's a level of EQ yeah. that needs to be there before or for that to be like a yeah. healthy process. Yeah. Hmm. I think that kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning that I think the I go into a conversation thinking that um, like the purpose of it is for them. Yeah. Like yeah. to get to know them and to make them have hmm. an enjoyable experience in that conversation. Hmm. I don't just go into it like wanting to gain knowledge. Yeah. Well, I think mm. there's also the tendency mm. of like wanting to be known as like a good conversationalist. Uh-huh. Maybe it's just for me. Um, like the idea of like, oh, I need to like the idea. The goal is to ask good questions rather than to get to know that person uh-huh. or to get good answers. Or it's like this. Oh, yeah, I could see that. You know, yeah, that's like, a thing. it's like, oh, I'm, I'm so good at asking questions. And you're like not actually listening and mm-hmm. You know, the idea, the goal is is not where it should be. And I feel like that's could be a, ten, a tendency, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I've definitely been there before, though. When I ask a question and I wanted to like recapture it as it's coming out of my mouth and just stuff it back <laughs> down inside. Yeah. <laughs> Care to share? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably happened like too many times to even share. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of people that we know because we have friends in our group who, and just people we know in general, I'm not trying to point fingers. That's going to sound like that. It doesn't matter. Never mind. Anyways, moving right along. Moving on. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get better of like, how do you just, how do you know people without being nosy and how do you mm-hmm. give people space to kind of express themselves in their own way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think it sounds like that your answer of kind of the emotional intelligence part of just, mm-hmm. you try, you, you do ask and then wait, you wait and see what the response is. And if it's not, you know, if they're not kind of taking that as an opportunity, <laughs> then you, you just, you're not going to, kick the door down because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that can be harmful too. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I had an experience um, recently that I spent like a couple days with a really good friend of mine and um, just had some big really trap. good. Con- it wasn't big draft. Uh. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I just had some really good, like really deep conversations and um, was very then there was like a meta conversation that was someone was noticing they were they said oh i think that you know this person like better than i do in less time like that and i was really taken aback by that and i was like why don't you know these things about you know about this person i was thinking this to myself like why don't you know that and then i kind of realized like oh it's, it's just because you didn't ask um And like in my experience in that conversation, it barely took any prod at all. And then a lot of this like stuff was kind of spilling out of this person that I was, I was so excited to get to know them better. Um, But it did, it really took like very little question asking because it was just kind of clear to me that like they wanted to be known. They wanted Mm -hmm. to be like understood, Hmm. but the person that was like, man, that's crazy. You know them so much better than I do in less time. They do not ask questions ever. Like, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think part of that's out of respect, but also part of that I think is, um, maybe like they don't really have room in their brain to like on a given day, 
Oh, okay. Not like the, not like they have the capacity for it, but they don't create the space for well, just yeah, that, taking mm-hmm. in someone else's story because they're yeah. kind of thinking about their own they have story. Their own yeah. That's yeah. my. I guess that was a follow up question: was why don't people ask me questions? <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I is think, it a capacity thing, or is it literally like I like people just don't care? I think there's like a ton I mean, of different a, reasons for of, different yeah, people. A ton of reasons. But I think one thing that happens to a lot of people our age is that they're just. Um, like not practicing creating space for another person. Like you said in one of your last podcasts about if you're in a waiting room, just sitting and thinking Mm -hmm. that's almost an art to just think and practice being, being in a empty space in your mind. I think a lot of us don't do that because we're kind of always distracted by technology Hmm. and media. The opportunity to to think of even what a good question would be is not there. Mm -hmm. So when the opportunity comes, it's like, I got nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to ask. Mm -hmm. Like they're like, maybe something will just pop up in this person's mouth, like a story on Instagram. And then I'll just know it because it'll just (laughs) pop up in front of me. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Man, that is an interesting I know I've Tangent. definitely felt like that where I'm just so wrapped up in whatever I have going on that sometimes I kind of have to get jarred out of that to remember that everybody else, literally every single person that I interact with has more or less the exact same amount of things going on that I do. Uh, yeah, I always have to remember that. Um, wow, it turns real, red at the end when you're getting quick, close. Mm-hmm. Do y'all want to take mm-hmm. a break or like continue this or wrap it up? Uh, you mean like do like a second two yeah. part episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could do a two part one. I have uh, I think we could. Yeah, we'll make keep it work. going a little bit. Uh, yeah. we're gonna take a break. See you in a bit. All right, we're back. And we're back. Gosh. Come on. <laughs> Babe, say Wait, it too. Say it. Say it too. <laughs> say it. And we're back. Yeah. All right. Hey. That's good podcasting right there. Um, yeah, we <laughs> know how to transition back. Do you remember this. when we used to say, like, we used to be like, I love you and we're leaving. <laughs> we're like, Ian, say it back. Say it back. Ian, say it back. Yeah. And you'd be like, no. Yeah. You did say I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. At first I thought that was like a more general question than I realized you were just actually about you. just talking about me. You I only say so that far. to very specific people. Us. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, the it's... people you actually love. Yeah. Yeah. That's us. Well, we've, we've all grown since then. Yeah. Some of us. Some of us. Some of uh, us more than others. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're back. And... We're back. We're gonna segue. <laughs> we're gonna segue into some other nuances of conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. Faith, you wanna Com- take yeah. it away? Faith I had know. an idea for this segment, so we're gonna I, let her as the guest. Is, this is an idea that I think a lot of listeners are gonna be really excited about. Hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll one, see. We'll let the ratings. Uh, tell. One time in life that you have a lot of conversations, <laughs> uh-huh. and you have to practice the art of good conversation. It's when you're dating people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which Joseph and I obviously have a lot of experience with. A lot. A lot. So Not too much, but just the right amount. I For think, those who don't know, Faith is also married, so she, it worked. So maybe we should listen to her story. Maybe mm-hmm. I have That's a true. lot more experience than any of you guys. Well, not a high bar. <laughs> <Yeah. but yeah. laughs> don't feel too good uh, about yourself. 
But uh, I mean, how do you get to know someone? I mean, how how do you get to know someone if not through conversation? It's a it's an amazing Text. tool. <laughs> also, a conversation. <laughs> Voicemails. Yeah, Wait, that's, okay. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's all related to conversation. All right, all right. What are you asking? So, I, I think that I think that what I'd like to know is now that you guys are. You Both know, happily married. Not happily married. <laughs> oh wait. Yet. <laughs> wait, are we not happily married? Or what are, are What are some of your strategies okay. in getting what you to know have, people? What do you and I have is real. Okay. <laughs> Just because yeah. we're not happy doesn't mean it's not a good thing. Sorry. Uh, we got to make jokes. Yeah, yeah. That's part of the thing. They get really uncomfortable whenever we talk about dating. It's one of my favorite no, things to bring up. This is what I was talking about in the last podcast about the awkward awkward mm, times but when i push through it's a good example yeah when i push through we're just props some really to you. good stuff <laughs> so what i want to know is when you guys are out there and you're you're meeting people how how do you know how are you gonna know if some lady that you're interested in mm-hmm is uh is worth the time how are you gonna get to know her how are you gonna get to know what she is what are, what are you gonna talk about let's start with something really specific what are topics you would talk about on a first date would talk about on a first date or have talked about on a first date let's say would yeah that's a yeah because yeah. i don't remember <laughs> is there any topics you've date. talked about on a first date that you really wish you did it <laughs> mm, that's a good question but i don't think i have any like Stories. Uh, I don't know. I think sounds like Joseph does. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, I remember, I guess, early in my dating life, back when I was a wee child. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Young Joey was getting it. He was, he was getting it early. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I meant. Right, hold on. FBI. Uh, yeah, we got to. He didn't mean to say that. Are you calling the FBI to tell him I didn't mean to say that? No, obviously they're listening to this. Everybody listens to our podcast. Okay, guys. Uh, early, 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 early on. Early in your dating career. I thought... And wanted to be like painfully clear <laughs> to my future, day, to your love interest. My love interest at the time, like, was very wanted to be very clear about like life direction. And at the time, I think it was. I thought like, I just thought <laughs> I thought things moved a lot faster. <laughs> Did you ask how many kids they that? wanted? No, I think it just. It just became like the. I realized to not ask questions like, <laughs> "How many kids do you want?" Did you ask her like how far she wanted to go? Or what? <laughs> how fresh? How far she wanted? To oh, go. How far? No, I just let that play out. Um, <laughs> no, I think it just the idea of like, what do you look for in a spouse? I think oh. I thought maybe like a question like that yeah. would open up like oh, this is going to be a good conversation starter, like really yeah. serious, really raw, genuine. And then it was like, wait, this is horrible. Because 
Like, what if, I mean, what if she describes someone who's the opposite yeah. of me? And I'm like, I have this pit in my stomach of like, I need to now walk this back and prove that yeah. I'm like worth still talking to. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, so I think probably asking questions like, yeah, like, what do you find attractive in a spouse or what, like, mm-hmm. which that is so naive and, and just incredibly stupid. Well, so it was because you were just a child. So. I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, you were just, I was literally, who knows how old you were? I was literally three. <laughs> it's honestly right. impressive that you could like come up <laughs> with those words. It's honestly impressive. I knew the word spouse. Yeah. Okay. So what, no, what no. are some things you think it would be good to talk about <laughs> on the first date? Uh, recent, I don't know. Recently I've, I like asking people about what books they're reading. I feel mm. like that's a good mm, gauge yeah. of like what they one if they know how to read. Yeah, I was just about uh, to say that. To uh, like what they think about and what they are like interested in learning about. So that's that's like a I don't know. That's a safe and it's a low a low impact but informative mm-hmm. question for me, mm-hmm. Ian. What do you think? Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, you got to get another one. You can't just say what I just said. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good one. So I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> no, um, I think, I don't know exactly what questions I would ask. I haven't been on very many dates lately, but I have been doing a lot of interviewing at work. <laughs> Same day. So, you've been on a lot of dates, though, in, in life. Well, I don't need to prove that to anybody. <laughs> I just like, you say, you're not, you need to like, you have yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, I guess I, I try to figure out more of like how they think and what they think about. Uh, so I don't know the exact questions. Like I'm trying to think of a question that I ask to try to get that. I, I do actually like the books one. Um, I mean, you can also just ask if they know anything about the Enneagram. Right. Yeah. Um, that kind of, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of leads into it. I don't know. I guess I, if I was on an actual date, I would be trying really hard to go deeper, kind of what we talked about in the last podcast, but I would be really looking for things to go deeper into it. And I think what I would want to be trying to figure out is how they actually think about the world and life and what they're doing here and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. This is a little subjective because you like – you really like talking. So I do. It's like a, maybe that's a weeding out process is like, can you, do you have the stamina <laughs> to like keep up to have like, like to um, have a real conversation? And if they don't, then maybe that's your answer. Yeah, that's very true. Like I'm going to try to prod and like get at things. Like I'm going to try to ask real conversations. And then if they kind of shy away from those, then that's kind of what I'm trying to look for. I'm trying to look for if they're willing to have those honest conversations. Yeah. So it's almost like the questions aren't even the real question. It's the like the interest level and just having mm-hmm. the conversation. Yeah. It's more about the thought process. Yeah. Than which I think is really the cool. actual You're information them on a rigorous conversational hike. Yes. To test their stamina. Mm-hmm. And then it might also be during a rigorous normal hike too, mm-hmm. just to test their normal endurance. Possibly. Maybe for, not. For any girls out there, just be prepared. If you want to be with Ian, practice your wall climbing okay, skills. We, we don't need to get into all this. That was a joke. Travis is triggered right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because you, you've mentioned uh, like times that you tried to, uh, like girls that you were going out with, like you've 
tried to ask them like this. I don't even know if it was like the state of the relationship, but like a, just an honest conversation about where things were at or like how to even talk about like the relationship is hard for some people. And they're mm-hmm. like, Oh like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. They have, so they spit out an answer and then she had tried to change the subject or something. So, yeah. I mean, cause I, well, I feel like I'm kind of weird in that. Like I can't really do small talk very well. It doesn't come naturally to me, mm. but I really like talking about anything deeper or like below surface level mm-hmm. stuff. So like, mm-hmm. I love having a real conversation and that makes some people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I realize that and that's totally fine, but like, that's probably not going to be somebody that I'm just going to click with. So that's kind of a good tell for me. And like, I'm obviously not going to ask anything, you know, that's something that would be really weird to talk about on a first date, but I want to be able to see if they can have a real conversation and be honest and genuine without being really uncomfortable because that's important to me. Do you guys feel like in the world in general, not just in the realm of potential dating material, just in the world in general, people are getting worse at having conversations? Like you meet some people who you already know, you're like, well, I I probably couldn't be very good friends with them or I couldn't date them or whatever because they just, they have a hard time with conversation. But like those types of people, you're meeting them in greater numbers. Yeah, I I mean, it's hard to say what the past was like, but I do feel like I meet a lot of people like that. Possibly, here's a way to tell without living a long life. We get a time machine. Yeah. Go back. (laughs) A hot tub time machine. (laughs) No, I think sometimes it's easier to talk to older people. Yes. Younger people. Mm. So you can see the generational differences. They've got nothing to lose, though. They have to talk to you. (laughs) Yeah. Like what <laughs> they've just got nothing to lose i guess i'm not talking about old people i'm just saying like <laughs> oh older, like oh we're... yeah yeah like i meet more people who are in my parents generation that it's easy to talk to yeah i would agree with that actually yeah. more people in my my own generation that it's, it's difficult to have a conversation with yeah yeah i, I would agree that most people our age are not good at com- conversating. I would prefer to go to a dinner party with a bunch of my parents' friends than to go to like a house party with a bunch of people my own age. Sometimes, yeah. If uh, I wanted yeah. to have any good conversation. Yeah. No, I think I would agree with that. Um, that was just going back to another sort of topic we touched on that. Yeah. No, that's a good. Do people practice the art of, of conversation? And Well, wait. So we... Did we kind of talk about that? The, how I think did, that was before we turned on the Oh. Like, I've had a lot of conversations tonight. Yeah. <laughs> off, off the record. Yeah. yeah, we have talked a lot tonight. Guys, we had the best meal I think I've had in a really long time. Yes. If, if you're in Austin, you need to check out La Politique. La Politique, which is a French restaurant downtown Austin, and it is amazing. It was phenomenal. Specifically, the dessert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Creme brulee. The creme, we had a spiritual experience. Yeah. The wine was flowing. The <laughs> sirloin was sizzling. It was good. Outback's blooming onions. We were there for blooming. like three hours because it was a true French meal. Yeah. yeah they took forever. Uh, no, it was really good. We had a lot of great conversation. We talked a lot though, so maybe that's why we're a little <clears throat> But yeah, uh, the idea of 
increasing. So the idea of increasing the capacity for conversation is interesting because it seems like nowadays we don't allow space for whatever that is. Like what, what would you guys say is like the increased like conversational muscle? Is it, Mm. is it like this curiosity thing that we've been talking about? Is it active listening? Yeah. Like what is it? Like what, what needs to like increase in order Mm. to be a better um, conversationalist? Or, I mean, hmm. without like, not a conversationalist, just being someone who, like, is better at caring and, like, asking good questions, which I guess is a conversationalist. But um, I actually have a thought on that. It's not original. Um, some of the people that I... Only original thoughts. <sighs> well. <laughs> this is where the trap door opens. The so. original part is that I really agree with it. Just kidding. No, good. <laughs> some uh, authors and teachers that I admire... Um, speak highly of filling up your own cup and figuring out what you need Hmm. to um, live a sustainable life and really uphold personal practices like um, reading and journaling (laughs) and spending time alone so for the purpose of actually being more present as a friend or a spouse yeah. or a parent. Hmm. We've definitely talked about that. We talked about that with um, why Tom. Oh, why big Trav. Big Trav. <laughs> why Big Trav. <laughs> Sorry. No, why Tom feels like it's going by really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea of like not <clears throat> reflecting. And so you're constantly every – the present moment is a, is a gut reaction after gut reaction. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's not enough mm-hmm. time to like ponder – like what should happen rather than what needs to happen because I haven't really planned ahead. Yeah. The tyranny of the urge. I was just about to say that. I think your mom mm-hmm. told me about that. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you're but saying the idea of, of like, well, so people I love talking to are people that spend time alone and they read books and they, are you saying that journal. that's the only way to be good at, no, I'm just suggesting that as a potential element. So it just depends increasing. on what that is for that person what it like what recharges them mm-hmm. it does seem like there is an element of like solitude though mm-hmm. like i it, i don't want to suggest that though because yeah. I, I don't think that's it's not prescriptive i mean part of that could just be personality like you like talking to those types of people that are more contemplative which tends to go along with people that like you know being by themselves and reading mm-hmm. so it could be just a preference, preference thing yeah but I would suggest that if you don't spend time, any time processing what's in your brain to create space for another person's thoughts, you wouldn't be a very good conversationalist. And if you don't spend any time generating original content in your brain through, you know, the influence of, of great writing or like meditation or experiences, then you won't have anything to contribute to a conversation. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, there's the... The saying that great leaders read, I think that's overused and people just like read dumb things and thinking, thinking that's going to make them leaders. Um, But I do think reading, if you like, you know, if you're engaging actually with the material and reading a lot of different kinds of books, um, I think it actually does allow for this like increased capacity for holding ideas, Mm -hmm. holding different ideas intention mm-hmm. and being able to wonder and ponder and that kind of allows like 
other people to ask questions. Like if there is like a conversation around those topics, like, I don't know. I think it's a good, a good thing to read because it just allows for different uh, touch points and, mm-hmm. and opportunities for like questions to come up. Also, I've heard, I'm pretty sure there's a study on this, but I couldn't quote it off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure there's a study that said that people that read fiction regularly, I guess, are more empathetic because they just are more used to looking at things from a different person's perspective. Hmm. Yeah, I've read that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's no way to tell if that's true or not. So you just have to take my word for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think it makes sense. I mean, even if there isn't necessarily a study, it kind of makes sense that that would be the case. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys, have you guys ever heard um, people talk? I don't know if it's kind of in the therapy world or in my nursing world, just about the idea of holding space for someone. Yeah. So I've actually really been thinking about that lately. Wait, I've never heard of that. So could you explain it? Really? Yeah. How would you definitely talk about this? How would you define that expression of holding space for someone? I think, so I've heard it in the context, I first heard it in the context of like AA Mm, or mm -hmm. accountability groups, whatever that is. Um, The idea of someone sharing a hardship or confessing to like a slip up in their like recovery process instead of, instead of everyone replying with kind of, encouragement or like verbal affirmation and kind of this like gut reaction, like it's going to be okay. Um, the, the idea of just holding the silence mm-hmm. or maybe that's not what you meant by space. So correct. But yeah, I like the idea of just knowing that people are going to, yeah. Like the side, like people are just kind of holding the silence and like just the feeling that like people care about you and that's enough to know like, sharing and then just the silence is like reverent mm-hmm. um but i've also heard the holding space is like a set aside time each day that people like pause in their day to like think about whatever that predetermined like space is for so if it's like someone in particular or like an idea so you kind of know like people are out there holding this time the space and time for that purpose, mm. like thinking about it or praying about it, whatever that looks like. Mm. I've, I hear it mostly used in my circles actually is almost a conversational practice or just when you're around other people um, to kind of describe l- listening and being empathetic and focusing on another person without needing to say or do anything yeah. except just be present with them. Yeah. And I love it as a, as a picture of like, um, I don't know, maybe like if it was raining or something and like your friends all just came around you with like umbrellas to create like a little hmm. space for you to just be still in it and That's kind a, of protecting a, you. Yeah from the rain for a minute, but I think in, in conversation, one way that conversations can be really wonderful and I think they can get better is, um, for people to practice that. I think it takes, uh, takes emotional awareness of yourself 
and to be at a good enough place that you you can hold space like you have the strength to hold space for someone else and you don't need to just like rush in and fix them or have a gut reaction or Mm -hmm. talk about yourself or something but yeah and kind of going off of that we were talking earlier about what needs to change or why people don't have conversations like good conversations now and I feel like part of that is just that we or at least like young people millennials uh really try to avoid any sort of awkward interactions at, at all, all costs. all costs yeah seriously that's like the biggest thing that people try to avoid and part of it I mean you just are gonna have it's going to be awkward if you're talking to people, but if you can put push past that and like, if it's not a big deal to you, like if you are self-confident enough to know that that's okay, then you can get into those really good conversations. Mm-hmm. And part of that I think is like you were saying, like being confident enough in yourself or just being stable enough of just saying like, if I go into this conversation and it's super awkward, then like, uh, that's totally fine, you know, not like basing your whole identity on like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to be able to talk to this person because if I don't, then they're going to think I'm awkward. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just it does kind of get into the whole identity thing because you're like trying to present who you are to other people through those conversations. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the whole image thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Thoughts? No, that's, anyway? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So like a willingness to be awkward, I think was, is actually really valuable. Yeah. And, and an embrace of it. Yeah. And I mean, if you're the awkward person, then other people can kind of play off that. And then they feel, they don't feel the need as much then to not, you know, to have it all together because they could just kind of blame it on you that, that that was like a weird conversation or whatever. And so that kind of takes the pressure off. Once one person is willing to be awkward or just to be kind of out of the box, I feel like it lets other people be more free. Mm. But if everybody's trying to be like their picture perfect, you know, presentation of themselves, then it's kind of like it's into this weird competition thing. Mm. Yeah. No, that's good. I don't I like know. That. I like that. Mm-hmm. Faith, you have us for five more minutes. Is there anything you want yeah, to Yeah, you want to go back to the dating thing? No, mm. we're all good. No, Joseph says we're good. This is your ask Ask us anything <laughs> segment. Five AMA. minutes. Mm. Everything is on the table. <laughs> wow. Not necessarily. Wow. <laughs> um, hmm. Or not. We can talk about Jacob if you want. <laughs> I do love that guy. Young Jake. Yeah, have him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. He's jealous that I'm on your podcast right now. <laughs> Did you text him and tell him that we were doing this? Well, he told me before I got here that if I recorded this podcast, he'd be jealous. Ah, so. Nice. And here we are. Here we are. And there he is. Yep. <laughs> Being jealous. Yeah, uh, one thing about Jacob is that he doesn't ask a lot of questions, but he still listens really, really well. And he, I think, creates space for people to to share their lives.
Yeah, he makes space for people to share their lives <laughs> without, <laughs> without necessarily doing it the same way that I would. Nice. Cool. <laughs> Glad Great. that that was one also, he's single, very attractive, uninterrupted uh, audio piece right there. Yeah. We had some technical difficulties. Uh, it's probably going to sound bad, but that's okay. Yeah, rerun that. Yeah. Um, Anyways, have... closing questions. Yeah. I, you have me here, your first guest ever. I think that uh, no holds barred. You can just ask me whatever you want. Okay. I thought we just asked you that question. But. I know, but I think that part got cut off. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm turning it around on you. Um, no, well played. <laughs> Hold on. All right. <laughs> Let me think. What's one thing that you wish people understood better about you? Mm. That's a good question. Where, is it, where do you feel the most misunderstood? Go to sleep. Um, she's thinking mm-hmm. I'm thinking I think I wish uh, I don't know I think I, I wish that people like understood more of my complexity like I think I kind of have a reputation for always being positive and um, I don't know, kind of like I somehow look like I'm more productive or, or put together than I really feel like I am. Um, yeah, I think I, and I think there's always like a lot more going on inside my head than I can, I can like let out. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, that's probably even what really drives me to ask other people questions. Cause I just wish you wish people. people would ask you questions. Yep. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All so right. then I just project that onto everyone else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Duly noted. But everybody else kind of secretly wishes that too. So exactly. I think it kind of works out. It does. In my experience, it definitely does. Yeah, and you have to ask a question. All right. What's one thing that you're very proud of? Oh, that's wow. Cool. That's a good question. No one has literally ever asked me that before. Hmm. Um, shoot. <laughs> you can ask your questions if you want, and then uh, we can come back if you want. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, that is a really good question. Wow. You got me really good, Ian. <laughs> that was the goal. Yeah. No, I, I think that's kind of an interesting question. Cause uh, one time I was hiking <laughs> and I, <laughs> I had one of my kids <laughs> strapped onto my back uh-huh. and then I carried the other one in the front. Dang. And I carried them up like a very <laughs> steep hill for a really long time. And I felt like really proud and really strong. Hmm. It wasn't Wait, where, that long ago. Yeah. That's a good it was, that's a good No, one. it was just Pilot Butte. Oh. <laughs> but it was like sunset and it was really cold. And I just felt like I was like really nailing it in that that's moment. Awesome. That's no cool. one saw it. 
Some of your kids. Yeah, they won't remember anything from the first five years of their life. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Good answer. It's a little shallow. No, mm-hmm. no, I think that's good. It's a deep question. Yeah, it is really deep. Also, like, it's not really original. I learned it from other people that do it even better than me, but I make really good sourdough bread. And every time that it comes out of the oven, I'm, I'm so proud. <laughs> like Superman Brown in it? That's yeah. really funny. Like if I ever wanted to take a picture of something and post it on social media, it's like my bread. <laughs> you just have an account called Faith Spread. Yep. <laughs> just low factor low. Yeah. yeah. No one would follow it. <laughs> no one would give a rip. <laughs> make you really hungry. <laughs> yeah. It sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should start a podcast called delicious. The Bend Sourdough Party. <laughs> Never mind. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> One closing question for you guys. Yeah, that's, right. we got to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, what was one of the most life-changing conversations that you've oh, ever had? Crap. Uh, like that really changed like it actually like changed something about your life even if it was like a small decision or something but you look back now and you're like because i think conversations have so much power yeah that's a good that's a good question because it kind of sticks with the uh, theme it doesn't have to be like the most influential just a conversation that really affected your life Mm -hmm. that's easier Yeah, I feel like I'd say I think I feel like I have one, but it's like not that exciting. Yeah, just a conversation that affected your life. Oh, is this, is this my one though? I don't know if I want to use it. Well, okay, all right, I'll just go for it, and maybe I'll have something else. One conversation that affected my life. Uh, I was still working at my first job, and I was talking to my roommate just about like switching jobs and looking for new stuff. And we have we just had this whole long conversation about basically the company doesn't care about you. We worked at this big company together and we had this conversation just about like how you pretty much just have to kind of look out for yourself career wise and don't feel bad about leaving. Like don't feel bad about interviewing other places because the company could just fire you at any point and they wouldn't feel bad about that. Mm. And I don't know, it did kind of change the way that I thought about it. Cause I kind of thought that like to be a good employee, you have this like loyalty to the company, but I think that's contrived. I don't think that that's actually true because the, mm-hmm. most companies nowadays don't have any loyalty to you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, I, that was like a good, good uh, kind of mindset change. I felt like for me. And ever since then, I've kind of just look at it as like always keeping my options open. Uh, always looking around. Cause I don't know. It's just not bad to do that. I think it's always kind of smart to do that. Yeah. So that's not a, I want to come up with something better, but that's it's one. Mindset shifter. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, uh, I remember having a conversation with Jacob actually. Um, this was, I think a year. Oh gosh. Maybe it was my last year at a and I kind of had, I, yeah, I was considering the military after kind of shutting it down in my mind. 
like years before and I like it came up again and I just remember sitting down in the Franklin's kitchen after a late night of game I don't know we played some board game and like everybody went to bed but he, he and I stayed up and I we just I we were talking about everything and that decision came up and I was really wanting his advice um and I feel like just the way he listened really well and like kind of laid out the pros and cons and then ultimately dissuading me from joining, uh, at least for commissioning the army. It was pretty, for some reason I felt very close to, to doing it. And so that was his opinion carried a lot of weight because he knew me pretty well, at least at the time I thought he did. Um, Wait, what does that mean? I <laughs> uh, just like at the time, like we've, I, I considered him like he, I mean, just saying like now, you know, like I feel like we're, we're, we haven't, we don't keep up that much, but Mm -hmm. at the time, like we talked a lot and yeah, not a great example of of that or yeah, that's the first one that comes to mind Mm because it shifted um, kind of a trajectory Mm -hmm. in my career. But I don't know. I remember, I don't know. I remember feeling really understood um, and really, yeah, really understood in that conversation. And I felt like his answer was helpful. So mm. that's my answer. Nice. Yeah. Well, I've really enjoyed our conversations tonight. I've enjoyed this podcast. I'm honored to be your yeah, first Thanks for being guest. on here. Yeah. 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 So, to all you people who have asked to be on our podcast, uh, we actually do that. Well, so, there you go. Only if you're as cool as me. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it was a test. Yeah, thanks guys. Um, thanks for listening and thank you, Faith. It was, it yeah. was really fun having you on. Thanks Aww, for thank being you here. Guys. We'll see you next time. Boop.